Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is here. Always in a good mood. Jeff, good to see you. Your, bet. your smiling face in studio. Good morning, uh, Paul. Good morning. And good morning to all of our listeners. This is on WIBA in Madison, on WISN in Milwaukee. And the Retirement Clinic is on each Saturday morning. Jeff is president, of course, of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. A lot to talk about today. We'll give you all the, there's so much to talk about. Like you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, you've got your own website, of course, thekowalway.com. You've got four locations. We could do all of that, and we will do all of that, but we're here to answer questions. That's right. That's a lot of fun. Um, uh, anxious to answer questions. Find out what's going on in your life. Uh, are you faced with a uh, potential retirement? Did you get an offer for early retirement? Um are you wondering if you have enough money to retire? Uh, just, you know, what's your allocation retirement? Give us a call with any questions that you might have about that. It's interesting to hear what you're facing on this particular day. So if it's about your retirement or your spouse, a lot of times it's we're retiring at this time and Social Security, all of that stuff. Heck, Jeff, we get calls regarding divorces, death unfortunate things that happen in life, but uh, they're part of life. And what happens to that nest egg? Do you have enough? Are you on the right track? If it has anything to do with your retirement, this is the show to call. Here's the phone number, 799-1130. You'll get right through. We've got lines open now. I'd suggest calling in at the beginning of the show. A lot of stuff going on later. We've got Aaron Kowal joining us for the Boss Minute for business owners and their savings and security. The Boss Minute. The sexy segment is about wealth management preservation that's in the second half of the show got uh, a good one today paul <laughs> they're always me, good gonna give me any inkling as to what this that's is about? if you're a big shot executive i'm not <laughs> well, they're, they're, you could qualify paul really yeah but you, you're, you're used to all your handlers you're used to all these things that you know you have all these assistants to the assistants you know help. my official title here is executive producer so you are an executive i, have an, I don't feel like one but i I guess technically I am. You kind of have a big shot. Says it right on my business wig. card. Yeah, big wig in my own mind, right? Jeff, um, I, I never give out the phone numbers, and then we'll get started. 799-1130. Or use the Abbey Windows and Exteriors toll-free number, 800-838-9476. So that sexy segment about big wigs, that's coming up later in the show. Yeah. In between all that, Jeff, you've got other things to fill in the gaps. You do a little sifting and winnowing, as I call it. Talk about big wigs. We were with Tom and Penny last night. You know them. And, I do. And Mark and Amy. So we're playing Pearl Jam today for Mark and Amy. Tom wants me to make sure that I hit everything for all ages. So I got a couple things today to make sure that we address uh the, i'm going to start with something for age 55 uh, but uh, but i also have it for for older ages younger ages all ages today so this show is for everybody but as you mentioned paul that sexy segment the wealth management preservation segment is for those with a million dollars or more so you're going to want to stick around for that in the last quarter hour uh but the first article that i had this is from forbes greg ostrowski is the the uh, author of this and the title of it is, Can a Rule of 55 Help You Plan for Retirement? This is a, this is a tricky rule, and you have to be uh, aware of it. And especially if you're looking at retiring earlier, this is 
this is really critical. If you're one of the younger baby boomers, retirement planning is something you're most likely spending time thinking about. Uh, you may have noticed though, that once uh, you thought might be somewhat straightforward has turned into a larger puzzle. You've worked hard during your career. Last thing you want to do is lose some of it, some of the money that you've accumulated because of an oversight on a rule or code that you weren't aware of. For example, most people know that the age of 59 and a half is important because after that age, you can withdraw funds from a tax shelter retirement plan. Now I have to pay a 10% federal penalty, 3.33% state penalty, things like that. So 59 and a half is a key one. Yeah. Um, but what about the rule of 55? What if you uh, had a stumbling block during your career? and you either want to leave early or have to leave early, you get a pink slip, there's a thing, a little-known provision called the Rule of 55. This is key, Paul. Essentially, the Rule of 55 is a way for investors to draw on their 401k assets prior to that typical magic age of 59 and a half, which is the age you'd normally be able to take money out without the penalties. Per the IRS publication 575, the rule of 55 allows an employee who retires, quits, or is fired at age 55 to withdraw without penalty from your 401k plan. So this is key. It only applies to funds in your 401k. What's it, why is that important? Well, if you retire in the year in which you turn 55 and say, well, I'm just going to roll that into my, my IRA and take money from there. Don't do that, or at least be careful, because once you roll into, this only applies to 401ks, where you can avoid the penalties. Once you roll into an IRA, you lose that ability, so you have to be careful with that. Taxes must be paid on distribution, but at least you avoid the penalties. Uh, let me go on with this Forbes article. Uh, it's important to remember that benefiting from the rule of 55 depends on the year that you separate from service. In other words, leave the company you're working for, not the year you take a distribution. There are a couple of really good examples in here that I thought were, let's see if I can get, here we go. Susan turns 55 in August. Her company is offering buyouts, but to qualify, she must separate by June 30th. So she, she gets incentives to leave by June 30th, but she doesn't turn 55 until August 1st. It's okay. It's the year in which you turn 55. Oh, I was going to say, it's only a month away anyway, but still. But it's the year. It's but, the year. But you wouldn't, and it's likewise, good point, Paul. John is forced to retire early from his company. He turns 54 on April 1st, so he hasn't turned 55 until April 1st of next year. Okay, that's a different year. That's a different year. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. So he can't so he so he can't wait until he's 55 and then take money out and figure that he's going to avoid the penalties. He'll have to pay penalties on it. Even though they say, "Okay, I'm 54. I'll just wait till I'm 55." Well, that's not the how the rule of 55 works. You have to retire in the year you turn 55, you have to separate from service in the year you turn 55, and that's how you avoid the 10% the penalties. Well, so we if do, you're 52, 53, 54, um, you're going to have to pay a penalty. If it, you retire in the year you, that you turn 55. Correct, and you, then you can avoid the penalties. And the, where we see this happening is we, you know, somebody might have a million dollars in a retirement plan. That's an example, 401k plan. Well, you don't have to leave all of it in there, but if you separate from service at 55, maybe you anticipate that you'll need 50000 a year for the next uh, four years. 
So you, do, so you leave $200,000, $250,000 in the plan. You can roll the rest of it into an IRA so you can get great management, great investment choices with that part of it. In this case, that's still seven hundred and fifty dollars 750000 that you put into an IRA. Keep the two fifty in the 401k. So if you need to get at that money, you can get at that 250000 in any increments without, without penalties. penalties. Still have to pay the income tax on it, but of without course. penalties. You're yeah. never going to get around the income tax on a 401k because they're not taxed <laughs> when it goes in. Good observation, Paul. <laughs> However... I have learned this. With the Roth, you pay at the time. Correct. So we don't pay when we take that money out. That's right. So that's tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawals. Good point. I do pay attention in the show. Very good, Paul. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Well, you know step- what? When it, your retirement, when I'm sure listeners have 401k plans. They're listening. When that's, when that's your nest egg, Jeff, when that is your big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you care about it. <laughs> you should care yep. about it. That's your probably your biggest besides your house. I'm going to say that's your biggest, net, you know, chunk for of, most people. That well, for most people, yeah. Uh, now that you know what the rule of 55 is all about, the best thing to do is to determine if there's even a slight chance that you might be faced with this situation. Then sit down with your financial professional. That would be us. Just so that you're aware if something happens, uh, aware of all your investment accounts and how each would be impacted in the event you need to take disbursements from any of them before you turn age 59 and a half. In the, because 59 and a half is that age where you can take... Without penalty. Without penalty, money out of your 401k yep. plan. And they call it a free zone because it's, it's pretty much from age 55 and a half to 70 and a half. You can take out however much you want, whenever you want. Um, without any penalties. And then you hit age 70 and a half, and then you are required to take a certain amount out. So then yep. you can face penalties once again. In these cases that you talked about, Jeff, you said they were each forced into retirement. In other words, they were being let go right. by their company. Uh, does it matter if you're let go it's or if good you question, voluntarily it's, just want to It's quit? actually separation from service. So they, the IRS doesn't specify what the reason is, but as long as there's a separation from service, whether it's voluntary or you let go, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't, okay. No, that's a good question. So if you have money in your 401k, you just have to be a little bit careful. And maybe if you're between 55 and 59 and a half, instead of, you know, because a lot of advisors who aren't retirement specialists will just say, well, just roll into an IRA with me and I'll do a good job. Wait a second. You could have left... You could be faced with a lot of penalties just because you made that little move. So, yeah, be very careful with it. Uh, I do want to specify, too, that most of these people, I, I assume, are planning to go back to work somewhere else or get a, find some a do, job. Some do. That's a good good point, too, because for how we use this, a lot of times is that somebody may take maybe making $250,000 a year, can't stand the stress. They have assets accumulated elsewhere and say, how about if I take a less stressful job, make 60000 a year, and then pull fifty grand a year out of their 401K? This is the way that we see it happening, yeah. that uh, the people will use it that way, that they'll back off of their current job because of the, the economic, because of the climate, the stress, whatever, their health. Could be any number of reasons that they leave that job, but still want to work and do something. So they'll supplement with money from the 401k. When we come back, Jeff, um, we're going to dive into the boss minute. We got some callers. Lori Richfield, you're first up. Don't go anywhere. It's a quick commercial break. Aaron Kowal joins us for that boss minute as well when we come back. And then we're going to dive to the phones, your questions, your retirement questions on the retirement clinic. The number 799-1130. We'll get you right through. Give us a call. The Abbey Windows and Exteriors toll-free line, 800-838-9476 on WIBA in Madison. 
There is this, an office there, we should mention that, in Middleton. That's right. And, of course, we're on WISN in Milwaukee. Just got an office in Waukesha, Port Washington, in addition, Phoenix, Arizona. And here's your po- your Pearl Jam. Somebody requested That's this? right. Uh, last night, this couple we were with, he golfs all the time. He plays, uh, uh, Mark plays uh, Pearl Jam while he's golfing. So, Pearl Jam and golf don't seem to go together. But look, if you could blast it, and you you don't even think of uh, playing music on a golf yeah, course. No, that, you don't. That's what they do Your a lot of in. courses now. Yep. Yeah, crank get it the younger generation to to uh, that's a good to point. Get into golf, they crank up the tunes. Aaron does it all the time at uh, Legends. They let them do that. I so, like that. Yeah, not a bad idea. Not big speakers. You're, ta- you're talking earbuds, right? No speakers. Oh, they, they have do. speakers that. The, the, apparently, the owner. This is what Aaron says. The owner has one that he that he latches onto his uh, golf cart. And Blair's is That's awesome. <laughs> I've not done that yet golfing. That changes the whole game. You bet. Okay, we're going to take a break. As long as you don't hack off other golfers on the other fairway. Well, that's right? right. You have to be sensitive. It's got to be good music. Crank up the Pearl Jam. We'll be right back at ISN. Back with the Retirement Clinic and Jeff Kowal, Aaron Kowal, soon to join us for the Boss uh, Minute. A couple callers have been waiting on hold, and we're on WIBA Madison, WI Center Milwaukee, and we want to get to your questions. So, Lori from Richfield, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Hi, Lori. Hi, good morning. Um, I have a product, and I don't remember if it's an annuity or not, but um, besides the point, it's coming up for renewal, or not renewal, reallocation the end of this month, and right now I've got it on a 60-40 split, um, 60 on the S&P indexed, maxed out at 5%, and um, and then the index fund, I think, is at 25 So I got 40% allocated there. I was wondering if I should reallocate. I've got about four more years on it. Yeah, it sounds like it is an annuity. Uh, there are three types of annuities. There's a fixed annuity that pays a fixed rate of, say, 3%. Uh, there's a variable annuity uh, that, that is uh, you have subaccounts that go into stocks, bonds, mutual funds with no cap on it. The fact that you said that you that you you have a 60% S&P 500 with a 5% cap, that leads me to believe that it's probably an annuity. Uh, because they, you know, they they sell those, and I'm not a big fan of them. The fixed index they call them fixed index annuities, uh, where you don't lose money on the downside, but on the upside, if the market goes up, um, you'll get uh, uh, you know if the market goes up 18 percent, you get capped out at five percent. So the average on those has been around two to two and a half percent. So I'm not a big fan of it if you use it for allocation. So for having said that, if you have a chance to move more towards the, and you got to look at the different sub accounts that they have, and there are some that are okay. Um, you know, pr- probably try to get. I think if you go to a balanced portfolio, if I remember some of those contracts correctly, if you go to a balanced portfolio, the uh, index cap. Maybe a little bit higher, where maybe seven percent on the SP or five percent on the SP five hundred, but maybe seven percent cap on a balanced index because you have some in fixed. I might look at that. Otherwise, I, uh, yeah, I would I would lean a little bit more. How old are you now? Fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah, you can be a, a little more growth oriented. Uh, if the cap rate uh, is higher in a balanced portfolio, I would take the highest cap rate there. Uh, which is the the sub account that I would choose if that makes 56 some sense. Fifty six is considered young, right? Oh, you bet. You are talking about room for growth? There's lots of time. Oh yes. Right, but I have to I have to pull it at um, in 2021. It's 
it was a five-year stretch is what it was. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so that was, did you inherit it or? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would still, well, that's, that's a different issue. Uh, probably some of the same uh, uh, parameters, though. I would get a little bit more growth there oriented. Uh, for the next 18 months to two years, I think you're still going to be pretty good shape uh, going a little more growth oriented. Okay. All right. Um, Thanks for the call. Good question, and thank you, Lori. The Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal, goes next to Heartland. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. i got a, a situation. My wife and I are both employed. We're 58 and a half, so we're one year away, I guess, from the magic <laughs> number. Yep. Uh, she has a 401k. Uh, she's doing fine. I, I also have one. But I had a previous uh, 401k, approximately about $150,000 worth. And what I was thinking about doing is that is uh, in the years 2019 to 2020, back-to-back, like a December, January, is, is taking, uh, taking two $75,000 payouts. And the reason I want to do that, a couple of things, a little selfish. I want a sports car. I want to do some fun stuff. But <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the reason I want to do it, thank you, Donald Trump. I mean, if you look at the tax rates and what the, the tax uh, plan that he put through that's in effect, up to 177000 I think it's up to 22%. Would you right. do that? I mean, we're talking, I don't want to get into politics, but wouldn't it? Oh, no, that's, we can get into politics if you like. That. No, I think that that's, we're on the same side with that. I agree with that. Um, however, um, you know, taking it out for a sports car, I guess that's okay. As long as you've, you've put the pen to the calculation and say that, you know, even if I do that, that, you know, what we've been advising clients to do, and everybody's different. Um I like the idea that you have goals in mind, and that's a that's a good goal, uh, getting a sports car. But what we've been doing with that is is not unlike what I thought you were going to say is take seventy five thousand next two years and convert those to Roth IRAs, which I think would make a lot of sense. Bump up to that one hundred seventy five thousand dollars right around there, uh, limit. Um, take it out of there, roll it over, and or, or convert that to a Roth IRA, so you get the lock in the lower tax bracket that get tax free growth. Right. Now, then what I would do is I would take the income from the Roth IRAs and buy that sports car. Oh. <laughs> does that make sense, Mike? Well, it, it it does to a degree, although sometimes, again, I have another 401k that's doing well. My wife does. And sometimes I, I okay. we, we lose our lose the fact that, hey, we only go around once in life. And when you're hitting your 60s, yeah. enjoy that money. Sometimes you wait until your 70s, you're so over, hey, i got to be protected, be protected, and then something bad happens. Or how many times have we heard this line, hey, you can't take it with you? <laughs> well, but, uh, to a degree. Yeah, well, I I agree with that. I agree with that thought process because we're traveling aggressively. Yours instead of travel may be the car. See, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I would put a pencil to it to make sure that if you do pull that money out for that, you still have enough money to last beyond life expectancy. Gotcha. Hey, Mike. Good plan, especially one, with the tax issues. One last question, Mike. What kind of car? <laughs> uh, a Fiat 124 Spider. I used to have the Fiats and Alphas back in the 70s, and Fiat came out with their new one. So it's yeah. not, this is not a $70,000, <laughs> $85,000. No, it's not. Fiats are, are, are very affordable. They're small, but uh, right. they're very cool. So, do it. <laughs> do it. Just, yeah, Mike. <laughs> I, Just I like do it. it. Guys, I like having the wind go through my hair. The only problem is now I don't have any hair left. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a wig just to have that yeah. feeling. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome, right. Mike. Thanks for the call, Mike. Good luck. Good questions, too. Thank you so much. Let's squeeze in one more. Then we're going to get to Aaron Kowal's boss minute. Uh, down in St. Francis is Doug. Good morning, Doug. Morning, Doug. Hey, good, mo- good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Great. How are you? 
Good. So I'm about, I'd say, three to five years away from retirement. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty well diversified, maybe a little bit on the conservative side. I've recently run into about 75000 in cash that I'd like to get some advice on where to put that. And also, in my 401k, it's, it's, I'm being helped manage by a firm, you know, the 401k Fidelity, I'll tell you. And I'm in a bond fund, and it's just going negative, negative. Should I just move that out and put it maybe in a target date fund instead? That's it. See, as you mentioned that, I was thinking that that would be what I would do. I wouldn't necessarily pull out of bonds because you need some downside protection. A target date fund will give you at least a percentage in bonds, but you'll have some upside potential with the stocks. Depending on the target date that you choose, you'll have anywhere from about um, 50 to 75% in stocks and 50, and the rest will be in bonds. And I think that that's probably, you know, you want to have some downside protection in case the market gets cream. But if you're still three to four years away from retirement, I think you're okay doing that. Put it into a balanced type of fund. The target fund is a good one to go. Regardless, $75,000 is in inheritance. Do you have a specific purpose for it? No, I, I don't have a specific purpose, but the previous caller had me thinking about getting a... <laughs> <laughs> He's a good car sale. This is like ask your neighbor type of thing. So. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, for a Fiat too. That's a good idea. Well, if, if in the absence of a Fiat or some other sports car, uh, I like the idea of being a little more growth oriented. But I, you know, we don't know whether the market's at a high right now or if it's uh, if it's going to go higher yet. So I'd probably put invested probably in a balanced portfolio, sixty to seventy five. Uh, sixty probably sixty to seventy percent in stocks, but I would probably put it in over three to four months. Again, I think there can be some rocky times. You might be able to take advantage of the volatility in the markets over the next couple months, especially with the overseas market. So I would look at, at diversifying, have a balanced portfolio, putting money in over the next three or four months. Would, would a uh, maybe an IRA and then convert to Roth be a, a good idea in that realm? If you qualify, sure. You could do okay. a backdoor uh, IRA if your income is so high that uh, high enough that you don't qualify for an IRA or Roth IRA. Yeah, then you can do a a non-deductible uh, IRA and then convert that to a Roth right away. There you go. Thank you. All right. Good. Good question. Doug, and yeah, good questions. Thank you for the phone call. I like the way these guys are thinking. You know, yes, we should save. Yes, but they're th also. You got to live, right? It went through my hair. I love that, too. Two dollars in a row <laughs> with their sports cars. All right. More yeah. calls coming up. We're getting good questions. And we'll continue those calls at 799-1130 or 800-838-WISN as the Abbey Windows and Exteriors 12-free line. But first, we're going to hear from Aaron Kowal in today's Boss Minute, the business owner's savings and security segment on the Retirement Clinic. With recent changes in the tax code and elimination or reduction of many business deductions, it's even more important to look at ways to reduce what you're paying in taxes. There's been an uptick among professional firms such as law firms and medical groups, among others as well, of cash balance pension plans. Unlike a traditional pension plan, these are set up usually in a company with very highly compensated individuals. Additionally, these plans can be very beneficial for small businesses where the owners are making good money and are typically older than the rest of the employees. With a cash balance plan, participants do know what they individually hold every year. Employers make contributions based on a given formula. This formula allows for greater contribution limits as you age. 
workers in their 30s and 40s can expect to be able to put in around $100,000 per year. However, the limits quickly rise as one ages. Limits can be above $200,000 for those in their late 50s and above $300,000 in their late 60s. Those are limits pre-tax and per year. Compare that to a 401k of $18,500 per year or $24,500 per year if you're older than 50 with a catch-up contribution. They even blow away a contribution limit of $55,000 in a SEP IRA. We've done the all to see if a plan like that would make sense in your overall planning for you and your company. Aaron Kowal and today's Boss Minute, Business Owners Savings and Security. We do this every week, Jeff, for a reason. Well, I like Aaron's uh, uh, last comment that's call to action. If this is the type of thing, if you're a business owner and you're, this is the type of thing that can help you reduce taxes, help you build for your retirement, help with your financial security, don't, think, don't just sit back and think, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Pick up the phone, do it, or go online at thecoalway.com and schedule an appointment. Take action on it, and don't just um, um, anticipate that that's a good call, the good thing to do, and not do anything about it. Um, good point. I think Americans, or just human nature, is to, oh, yes. at what we can yeah, procrastinate, yeah. to put it to the back burner. I'll get to that someday. Yep. We, we talk about that a lot, Jeff, with, in my own life, I've went through this, a trust and a will. Yes. We'll, we'll get to that someday. Yep. Well, maybe you never get to it, and that's right. a very bad thing. So you don't want to procrastinate too much on those things. Um, Jeff, we've got time for one more of your um, your stories before our break. Well, this was the, and then uh, the sexy segment's coming up, and more calls, too. If you've got a question, give us a call. Well, I promised Tom I'd address all ages, so here's all ages. <laughs> uh, benefit from your birthdays. The road to and through retirement is dotted with time-sensitive financial planning milestones. Uh, not all birthdays are about a driver's license, getting to vote, or toasting with a glass of wine. Some are, this is where did I get this from. Uh, this is from our website. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron must have done this. TheCoalWay.com. <laughs> that's right. Oh, what a shock. I like it. That's <laughs> but good. Uh, somewhat important for your comfort for, for retirement, too, the ages you're talking about. No matter who you are, the years leading up to and during retirement contain a number of key financial planning opportunities worth capitalizing on. 50, this birthday brings catch-up provisions eligibility for your IRAs and, and 401ks, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, um, 403Bs, all that. Uh, contribution limits for, for IRAs increase from $5,500 to $6,500 for 2018. Um the 403 401k contributions, 403Bs, that goes from 18500 to 24500 once you hit age 50. So you have catch-up provisions. Next, next one, age 55, is a penalty-free separation from service from 401ks that we talked about earlier. 59 and a half, withdrawals from most retirement accounts without an additional 10% federal, 3.33% state penalty. Additionally, those who are still working and looking to diversify by rolling funds from their qualified plans to an IRA may now be able to do so. Age 60. This one is very often overlooked. Those who have lost a spouse and are eligible to collect Social Security survivor's benefits, assuming the deceased was eligible and the survivor did not marry, did not remarry. Okay. So if you've lost your spouse and you were raising kids and now you hit age 60. But I'm not remarried. Not remarried. So you could, um, 
you can wait till 62, that's the earliest, but if you're a, a surviving spouse, you can tap into the survivor's benefits at age 60, not 62. Well, uh, Social Security benefits? Social Security benefits, yes. What about their... What about if my wife dies and she's got a 401k plan of her own? It doesn't matter. It has oh, nothing, it's nothing to do with, with Social Security. Got it. And if you had kids and you have surviving benefits. That's a separate, that's that's a separate, separate discussion. Yes. Okay. Uh, or, or at least a surviving spouse. Um, 62, Social Security eligibility begins, but with a reduced benefits. 65, Medicare eligibility begins. So these are all different milestones. So the first, the first year for Social Security, just to be on the record, is 62. Correct. For a surviving spouse, it's 60. Got it. Um, 62 for Social Security, again, with reduced benefits. 65, Medicare eligibility begins. I think everybody knows that one. Yep. Um, and anybody uh, not collecting Social Security should enroll in Part A three months prior to their 65th birthday. To avoid a gap in health insurance coverage. How much before the birthday? Three months. Three months, three okay. Months before, right. Unless you're covered by an employer-sponsored plan. Yeah, a lot of us are still working yeah. at 65. Yeah. And What's the deal? If you're working at 65, do you just do the math? Is Medicare going to be cost more, the premiums, the monthly premiums, than my health insurance Well, you should at, at least apply for it. But if you can get a company, if the company is still paying for your health insurance, then you'll have to get into Medicare Part B necessarily because... Uh, you'll have that through your work, and work will, work will be paying for it, or at least they'll be participating with you. That's on. right. Yep. 66 to 67, full retirement age uh, for Social Security, depending on your birth year, provides eligibility for full retirement benefits. Social Security recommends applying for benefits three months prior to the month you'd like them to start. So 66 or 67, depending on your birth year, that's when you reach full uh, full Social Security. Full retirement age for Social Security. 70, maximum Social Security benefits are provided at this age. It makes absolutely no sense to wait beyond age 70 because you get an increase up to age 70. At 70, it's frozen. You don't get any more increases. So take them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 70 and a half. The year, you, the year you turn 70 and a half is referred to your first distribution year and required minimum distributions, RMDs, from qualified accounts must begin. The IRS allows the first RMD to be postponed until April 1st of the following year. You know They know that this, people haven't done it before, so if you screw up, you got until April 1st of the next year to do it, but then you have to double up on it. So these are some milestones, 50, 55, 59 and a half, uh, withdrawals without penalties, 60 for spouses for Social Security, 62 social, early Social Security, 65 Medicare, 66 or 67 full retirement, 70 maximum Social Security benefits, and 70 and a half. And probably one of the most important ones is one that affects you, Paul, and that's the 50, where you can do catch-up provisions in IRAs, 401ks. At age 50. At age 50. Five zero. Five zero. You can have the catch-up provisions, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401k so plans. fell behind, started late in life, whatever, that's start right. catching up. Yep. Uh, good stuff today, Jeff. Guess what's coming up next? I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. The sexy segment, wealth gonna, management and preservation. You're going to hear that music in a moment, and we're going to do that sexy segment coming up on the Retirement Clinic. Jeff has an office in Middleton for our WIBA listeners. 
The Retirement Clinic is on each weekend, WISN in Milwaukee as well. There's also a location in Port Washington, the world headquarters in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and in Phoenix, Arizona. Doesn't that sound neat, the world headquarters? It does. It does. And it is nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Should be the world headquarters. Well, it is the world it headquarters. It is indeed, yes. <laughs> and the kowalway.com is the website for more information. The Retirement Clinic and our sexy segment is up next. Don't go anywhere. is there it's time it's the sexy segment jeff you do this for a reason uh money is obviously you obtain some wealth but then you need to preserve that wealth well that's a big focus in our practice is to uh, once you've reached a certain level and and have accumulate some wealth from for a lot of our clients most of our clients they want to preserve it grow it take income from it and then pass it on to their heirs that's wealth management that's the, the preservation of your assets this segment, the show is for everybody, but this segment is for those with a million dollars or more, um, mainly because once you've reached a million dollars of assets, uh, it gets life gets a little bit more complicated and you have to pay more attention to it. There are things that apply to you that don't apply to others, taxation, other things. So, you know, if you have a million dollar, if you have $500,000 in your 401k, if you have $500,000 home, you're already at a million dollars. If you have a million dollar life insurance policy, you're at $2 million. Um, if you uh, get an inheritance, own a business, you may be at $3 million, $5 million, $10 million or more. Um, this segment is for you. This one, there are, um, th- I thought that I'd go a different direction with this. Um, Stephanie Brune de Pontet. I'm not, I'm not pronouncing her name correctly. Anyway, she's a shrink. She's a psychologist, a mm. PhD. Uh, at a family business clinic. Anyway, they say personal continuity planning for retiring business leaders. High-powered executives can find the transition to retirement very challenging. So if you're a big shot, it says individuals who have achieved tremendous professional success are rarely motivated simply by wealth. Rather, the work and perseverance they demonstrate to get to the top of their professions. Ooh, that's good stuff. Usually derived from an inner passion and drive that is core to these people. So power, they have a job of power. Yeah. They probably make a high annual salary, but that doesn't always equate to overall wealth. Right. Even if they do have overall wealth, that's not what drives them. It's that the power. Fact, They're it's executives. The, it's the power and the purpose and all that. Um, she has a book transitioning from the top. Um, he says, she says, Dick DeVos, for example, once led direct selling giant Amway. Later, he combined his passions for flying and education to found the West Michigan Aviation Academy, an airport-based four-year high school that launched in 2010. We have 600 students today, DeVos says, and provide kids with a great education, strong in aviation, robotics, and engineering. And it's a high school? It's a high school, yes. Wow. So he's a great example of former family business leaders who founded, fulfill, found fulfillment after retirement. Another one, Schertz Communication, Frank Schertz, uh, a company that enjoyed hundreds of millions in revenue at its peak when he observed others in the post-retirement years. He didn't like what he saw. He had observed people retiring. And then a year later, they would drop dead. And not 
and that was not how I wanted things to go. So inspired by these observations, he pursued his passions for fishing, waterfowl hunting while still working. I figured once you retire, you can convert this hobby into a passion and then eventually to total compulsion. Uh, what you said is actually true, Jeff. You've talked about that. I mean, over the... T- We've been doing this show since 2001. Yep. You've talked about people working their tail off, get, saving all that money, and then the year after they retire, they die. Yeah. A lot of them haven't prepared for time after. Regardless of what your level was or whether you're a high-powered executive like this article talks about or somebody who's just looking forward to retirement, if you don't have plans for retirement after that, it could come to a sh- as a shock to the system. The article goes on to say a person's success in business comes at a cost. Mainly, you're going to wean yourself off of work. Yeah, mainly is a, it's a sense of self uh, or identity becomes defined by the profession. Think of pro athletes who are able to turn their success and drive on a playing field into a life of great accomplishment later. A lot do well after. But uh, there's but, so many stories of those that don't. You're, yeah. They struggle. Yep. When they're out of the limelight, nobody's kissing their butt like they were for all those years. Yeah, and they thought that it would last forever. And especially you look at some of these positions running back and that they, they have a limited shelf life. Once you hit a certain age, once you've had... Years. They're all at 29. Of, yeah, once you have a certain amount of carries, nobody wants it anymore. And they think it's going to last uh, into their 30s. And, yep, and they get all this money, but it all comes all at once. Yeah. It's one thing for successful people to lose their identities, but that's compounded by... By more practical losses. They also lose perks with their leadership roles that are gone, as well as their authority, privilege, and status. Here are a few of other things. Office and administrative support. Typically, successful professionals have a nice office arrangement and capable staff, like you, Paul. <laughs> Guys like Spencer making yeah. coffee for me. Yeah, that's right. You're kind of a bigwig. He did today. Make that's coffee. nice. See, and you're used to people weighing on you hand and foot. So Interns. Yeah. Decision-making authority. When you have long been a key decision-maker, it's hard to swallow the idea that others will now make decisions without your input or guidance. It's like, how can he go on without me? Loss of status. Retired CEOs still enjoy a great deal more status than the average person, but nevertheless, they feel subtle shifts in their community standing and access to decision-makers when they leave work. Hard-to-get dinner reservations are not are now hard to get. That's pretty good. Hard to get dinner reservations are now hard to get. Yeah. The bottom line is you need to create a vision of your future life that has meaning for you. Start to invest your time in activities and projects that draw your talents beyond your day job. Just wrapping up with a few things, a few tips, according to Stephanie. Uh, ask yourself, are you too committed to your current professional identity? Is your identity so wrapped in your professional role that you fail to develop other meaningful roles and pursuits? Another thing, develop other interests. To do this, extend your roles. So not just your identity, but extend your, your roles you play in work or family. For example, get involved in leadership positions within your industry, trade association, board your kids' school. Yeah, in like retirement, that. right? In retirement. You're yeah. so used to being the, the big shot, the, yep. the guy in charge, right? And all of a sudden it comes to an end. Yep. Um, Take planning seriously. You should give real time and thought to how you will fulfill your days when you are no longer leading the business. But it also has to do with financial investments, cash flow, your legacy, the estate planning, all these things. Uh, Take planning seriously, not just think it's just going to happen, you know, because you, you delegated that in the past. 
means you may have to take responsibility for financial, for the investment, for the legacy, making sure that your assets go to whom you want them to go to. These are all things that you have to take seriously and take control of. Understand, plan for what you will lose. As you plan your transition out of leadership, take stock of all the perks and benefits that come with your current role and consider which ones you need to replace. Successful professionals understand that significant changes require planning, that they often fail to understand that's what's true for themselves and for their companies when they leave. That's all good stuff. I'm thinking of the Packers GM, just a guy like Ted Thompson. He was the big wig for all those years. Yeah. Um, he's weaning himself off the job. You know, he's still there. He's like an assistant. And that's they can a, knock on his door and say, hey, Ted, I got a question. But he's not calling the shots. He's uh, not the, the boss. That's a little bit different subject, but it also falls in line with that. You know, working a little bit lo longer, maybe going part-time instead of – a lot of times in a CEO position, you, you don't have that luxury. You may be of counsel yeah. or may be able to, to you know, be tapped in for some information uh for for advice um but not on a regular basis a lot of times if you can go to part-time or go in a, a reduced role right that's very helpful for a lot to to kind of transition to the retirement what's your plan even, jeff Kowal? even high-powered executives i'm living it now you're, you're I mean, aggressively you're yeah aggressively traveling and yeah um you know and I'm, still working though absolutely yeah. working you know more than full time <laughs> but still we take long periods of time off and, and yeah. my identity is i have my faith i have family i have a lot of things that i that are meaningful to me that if you know if god said this is it for you you gotta go with something else i'd be perfectly you're, you're okay good with that. but, but good you've with got that. a plan you've planned and you've oh, absolutely, thought about it absolutely you have to think these things out that's good stuff and great advice from jeff kowal uh quick break retirement clinic wiba madison wis in milwaukee we'll be right back Eddie Vedder, of course, Pearl Jam, right? Right? Sure. <laughs> After Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder came out, every singer in those bands sound the same. Oh, yeah. If it's Stone Temple Pilots, if yes. it's, you name it, they all sounded the same, which is not a bad thing. It's just I all think they sound like Eddie Vedder. Uh, so that was our by request bumper music on the retirement clinic today. I mentioned several times you're in Middleton, so we've got listeners in Madison, Jeff, if they want to get in touch with you, it's still the same process. Absolutely. We're, we'll give out the phone numbers in just a bit, and we'll give out the website in a bit. Final comments as we wrap up today's show, Jeff. Sure. If you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, give us a call or go online. Better yet, go online, the koalway.com, K-O-W-A-L. Uh, you can request an appointment there. Um, but really, if you're serious about your retirement, this is what we do from top to bottom. We are retirement planning with Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. We've been doing it for 31 years. That differentiates us from everybody else that's out there. From top to bottom, our team uh, have all, has always acted as fiduciaries. We've always put our clients' interests first. Um, and that's what, what drives us day in and day out. And everybody feels the same way. We love our clients. We f feel that our our, our call is to serve our clients and make sure that they do well uh, in retirement just speaking of day in and day out we have not mentioned you do the market updates every day on on both stations 
Monday through Friday, business reports, uh, they last about a minute. That's right. And we, what we tried to do in that minute is to give you night, and it's at 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block on WISN, at 4.55 just before the news uh, on WIBA in Madison. Try to give you an idea. And it's uh, it's myself and, and Paul Schaefer and, and Kirsten, Christine Hayward in, the one in, in Madison. She's there. Uh, Aaron Spitzner, Joe Still, Aaron Kowal. Um, Jeff Beecroft, we all try to give you an idea of what's happening that day or what's driving your retirement or investment account that particular day up or down. Is it a government report? Is it trade wars? Is it uh, what What could it be that particular day? Is it the tweet? It could it be a tweet <laughs> that's going on that's driving the markets up or down that particular day? Um, so we'll we'll give you an idea of that, how it affects you, the so what, so what that, that that's going on, how does it affect me? And then we'll wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and, and tech-heavy NASDAQ all in one minute, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN in Milwaukee, uh, 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Have you noticed, though, if uh, President Trump does tweet, those are short-lived responses. They don't seem to really change Yeah, things. and I think especially with the trade wars, I don't think we're going to have it. I think we win those trade wars. I think yeah, we're yeah. already seeing some of the countries coming to the table. They don't want, nobody wants a trade war. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In other words, it's working. But you're right on a day-to-day basis. That's what the market reports will tell you what's going on that particular day with your retirement accounts and your investment accounts. Uh, finally, we give out your phone number for the Kowal Investment Group. That's right. 262-522-4040. Uh, 877-560-4040. 877-560-4040 or thekowalway.com. Have a good weekend, Jeff. Thanks. You too, Paul. He's Jeff Kowal, and I'm Paul Cronforce. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic.